0: convene here for the Q&A session. I hope everyone enjoyed their lunch. Thanks again to those guys back there. It was delicious. Round of applause for them. Um, Just before we get started, I just have a couple um, announcements. Um, There's a couple SACPA sessions this week. There's actually one tonight. Um, It's Religious Rights and Freedom of Conscience. Are they always compatible with the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? That's at the Lethbridge Public Library at 7 o'clock. And then on Thursday the 29th, um, Alberta Politics, Budgets, and Pipelines, the Alberta Liberal Party Perspective. That's at the Royal Canadian Legion at noon. So, if anyone has any questions, There's a mic here, or if you have a written question, you can bring it up to me, but just have at her.
1: (laughs) Hello, my name is uh, Knut Peterson. Thanks very much for hosting us here today. Sorry we couldn't deliver a few more people, uh, but search is life. Uh, Rudy, I would like to ask you about this. As you mentioned, you were at SACPA way back, probably like eight, eight years ago, nine Six years or eight ago, years maybe? Nine
2: years ago,
1: yeah. Back in the days when you were talking about expanding and uh, At that time, I think you purchased a quarter section of land to maybe move the whole exhibition outside of the, a little bit out of the city to, so you had lots of room to expand. Uh, Can you fill us in a little bit about, uh, I understand it's down towards the airport, some, there was some discussion about going north up uh, around 43rd Street. Can you kind of fill us in a little bit about that situation?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, we still own that quarter section of land. It's in the immediate southeast corner of the city limit. So if you go uh, straight south of Evergreen Golf Course, uh, where that's, is that 58th? might be 58th, that goes straight south of Evergreen Golf Course, where it intersects with McNally down there, um, just by Six Mile Coulee. That corner is the quarter section that we own. We still own it. Uh, It was purchased um, um, uh, on recommendation of the board of directors at a time that it was available and uh, allowing for us to have some options. Uh, And Canute is is right. Um, it, It led to a much larger conversation Uh, Was that started probably in 2012, I think it was, where we said, um, uh, if we're going to expand uh, this facility, what would be the best location in the community? And we looked at actually five different locations. We looked at this site, uh, the quarter section of land that we own. We looked at a location uh, in the north end, and I think the location in the north end that we looked at is actually one that's being developed now by... um, Uh, Cavendish I I think that's the location that we looked at at the time and we looked at one location on the west side and uh, we went through a high level of due diligence and analysis of everything from uh, green versus existing uh, environmental impacts traffic flows um, uh, all manner of things and the conclusion that we came to uh, with the uh, with the help of some consulting expertise that the best place for us to develop was right here on this site So everything that we've done since 2012 has focused on this location. Um, We do still own the the quarter section of land, and uh, there's no immediate plans that our board of directors has to do uh, anything significant in terms of a change of ownership of that property. We have a lease agreement currently with the um, Farm Stewardship Centre which is an extended arm of uh, Alberta Agriculture that does some testing of agricultural technology. They are leasing our land, and we have a partnership with them. And uh, actually, we're, uh, we're just trying to organize a meeting where we can potentially expand uh, the level of our partnership with the Farm Stewardship Centre. But uh, uh, yes, that's what's happened with the quarter section of land uh, uh, that we purchased in, I think, 2006 and that we currently still own.
1: Uh, Rudy, how how, uh, competitive is the trade show business and how do you feel Lethbridge stacks up? Like if the, like I was just out at Farm Progress in in Regina, which is just an unbelievable facility. I mean, I travel to quite a few trade shows in the US and they have some amazing facilities there. You know, how close would this new one be in drawing shows that, say, you know that are looking at Regina, looking at Lethbridge, and what what else would what salts is competitive out there, and where do we stack up?
2: Yeah, uh, the the program in uh, in Regina is a, f- a fabulous fabulous one. You mentioned Farm Progress. I think you were referring to Agribition. Agribition just ended. Farm Progress is in June and at the exhibition in Regina. Um, there's there's several key pillar agricultural trade shows throughout Western Canada, of which we are one, uh, albeit the smallest. Uh, it, it is, uh, to a certain extent, uh, as you pointed out, a competitive field, and one of the things that hurts us now is, um, is the, the meeting space that we do not have. Attached to our trade show space, so while our trade show space is somewhat limited, we also have uh, the inability to offer that uh, side meeting activity, which is in very high demand in our industry. So this will will put us in a a definite uh, in the competitive realm uh, with our counterparts throughout Western Canada, and allow us to draw that activity here. I think one of the advantages that we also have um, uh, is a cost benefit. Uh, to a market of our size so that uh, you might have events that are starting to feel displaced in communities such as Calgary because of the cost of everything from hotels to meals to trade space. We have an opportunity to bring that into here. Uh, But as I I hopefully alluded to earlier in my comments is that if if it's lost to us, it's not something that moves across Mayor McGrath to another facility in the city. It's lost. If we, don't, if we can't attract it, it's gone to Red Deer, or Saskatoon, or Brandon, or the like. So uh, I, I think that what we're talking about here puts us in that competitive field where we can attract that type of activity to our community. And, and further to that, one of the things that we're working on now, I mentioned the $2.2 million that brings us from a concept to an actual design document that we can go to tender with. Part of the exercise that we're in right now is that what's the balance? What do we need for clear span trade show space, and what do we need for that supporting uh, uh, breakout facility for meetings and and seminars, et cetera? So that's the analysis that we're going through right now, and and we're starting to see that maybe uh, when we come down from our conceptual design into a more working uh, facility, that we maybe needed a little bit less clear trade space than we thought. And more of that breakout meeting space because that's really, as I indicated earlier, the driving demand in our industry right now is that breakout space that you see over on the far left-hand side of the screen. Um, that's that's dr- driving the demand today. So a lot of the other a lot of the other work. Um Uh, Please, if there's any questions, please come on up. Um, uh, And if you don't, I could just keep talking for like an hour or so. So (laughs) you might want to stop me from doing that. Um, One of the other things that... um, from a conceptual standpoint that we're starting to work on is that uh, on an arbitrary basis, we said, you know, we want 250,000 square feet. We believe we need this size of overhead doors. We think we need this height of ceiling. So now as we get into a more uh, uh, legitimate design document, um, you start to analyze things like the cost of a 40-foot ceiling versus a 30-foot ceiling is X amount of dollars. So how much do you really need that, and, and, and what's this going to look like? That's the work that we're undertaking now over the course of the next six months.
1: What about the old buildings? Will you maintain those or keep
2: those? Or There's uh, um, there's not been a lot of conversation in the last couple of years about the existing facilities other than this. Um, if you'll remember, uh, this was... Um, Phase one of the development that we're focusing in on now, phase two being an agriplex, so I'll talk about that in a minute. There's a couple of things that we can accomplish with this design uh, concept, uh, especially now that uh, we've acquired the Henderson Lake campground property from the city as part of the lease uh, that we have with them. We can shift this facility over a little bit over so that we're not interfering with our existing structure. So we're not, exi- we're not interfering with our existing business operations while we build this facility, and it allows us time to decide on those. There's a couple of immediate needs that we could have. One of the things that challenges us with live animal events is that it's extremely costly for us to move dirt into a facility, have the livestock event, and then subsequently have to move that dirt back out. And we need to do that because we're so limited for space that we need that space for other activities. Uh, based on some of the upgrades that we've done to our facilities to try to extend their shelf life for a little bit while we work on this project, have allowed us to maybe consider that a phase two over the short to medium term could be using the south and north pavilions as our short-term agriplex. Because once we have this design, our operations department can go ahead and move the dirt into the south pavilion and leave it there. So that's a potential of what a short to medium use might be for our facilities. Uh, we also have a lot of storage demands, as you can appreciate with an industry like ours. So we have a lot of storage demands that, as an organization, we're going to have to start to adjudicate as we move forward in this process. And, and for example, um, uh, we may arrive at the determination that maybe we'll hang on to the 22,000-square-foot West Pavilion for a short period of time because it makes a great storage facility. Uh, that's uh, that's just a concept at this point, but these are the sorts of things that we have to work through over the next number of months. Of course, one of the things that's of particular interest in this community to certain uh, individuals is our lovely Heritage Hall. Uh, Heritage Hall has been here since 1926. Uh, when our original development facilities out on this site burned down, the insurance money was used to build Heritage Hall in time for the 1926 fair. And it's been here ever since, and it's a beautiful facility. It has no uh, historical, official historical designation per se, uh, but it is a certain landmark in the community, and it represents a lot of history for us. I I don't think that uh, from a board perspective there's been really any commitment to Heritage Hall other than the fact that it's a fabulous facility. Uh, The new development does not affect it. And uh, we'll we'll make those decisions in due course. How's that? (laughs) Thank you. We do love our Heritage Hall, and the community loves it as well. I think that if you caught it in Mike's presentation, um, we turned down numerous weddings over the course of the year because everybody wants to be in Heritage Hall, and there's only so many weekends in a year. So, And like you said, we can't have... Well, we can. People don't want to get married on a Wednesday. I don't know what the holdback is, but...
1: Am I allowed to ask a second question, there, Moderator? Sure, <laughs> uh, Rudy, it seems like uh, maybe uh, the provincial government has about 700 million dollars. They're not going to be spending in Calgary. Uh, are you thinking that uh, there's a chance we may get a little bit of that? What what uh, what uh, money for this building would eventually be? I understand about. Sixty million dollars to build. Uh, uh, What about the city? Uh, What kind of commitment would they are they would they match? For example, if there's thirty million coming from the province, would the city have they committed pretty much to matching that?
2: Uh, Yes, the the city has said if if the other levels of government come forward that they would also um, uh, bring forward their commitment. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that, that, uh, at face value, we have it at $20 million per level of government. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, it certainly is a, a a large investment, but we, we feel that it's a good investment for a number of reasons, um. Uh, one of them, of course, is that we're a sustainable operator. Uh, we don't rely on any tax dollars to operate whatsoever. We return revenues to our uh, organization on an annual basis uh, that are invested back in repairs and maintenance of the facilities that we operate. So we don't rely on, on any uptick from the taxpayer to operate our facilities. The other benefit that we're just trying to um, uh, put a dollar to uh, actually... Um, Uh, A couple of us have a meeting uh, with economic development uh, this week, (coughs) pardon me, to start the conversation. One of the things that we do know in our industry that when you undertake a development like this, it generates a significant number of business activities around it. Uh, we're trying to uh, see if we can quantify that so that when we uh, have conversations with City Hall, we can uh, assess that a certain number of new business licenses and business taxpayers will come into the city as a result of this type of development. So there's, there's certainly some, some uptake there. And the reason I bring those things up is that when we have the conversations with the city, uh, the province, and, and with the federal government, uh, this is an investment in southern Alberta. It's not a cost center. And we feel that this is a good investment in growing the business uh, activity in southern Alberta. Uh, absolutely, with the, uh, with the decision that was made in Calgary, uh, there's, there's certainly some opportunity there. And, and I think that there's lots of opportunities to focus that money. We've been on the horizon, as you know, for 10 years. And uh, we believe the time is right for this to be a priority investment for the community at all levels of government. Um,
1: I wasn't going to, but you know.
2: I know. We love you, Bridget.
1: (laughs) What I wanted to say was that in the year 2000, I tried to get the RN convention to come to Lethbridge. And we didn't have facilities. We had no breakout rooms. And I've been chomping at the bit ever since 2000, um, and even further back from that. And I was lucky enough to sit on the board um, for a number of years, too. So all I can say is, Rudy, thank you so much for all the work that you've done. The board has been behind it, and Mm -hmm. um, I think it's time that um, the city of Lethbridge got with the program and realized that we have to have tax dollars before we can have other things that need to be subsidized all the time. So thanks for the
2: hard work. Thank you, Bridget. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it, it's a project that's been around for a while. Uh, uh, Bridget uh, had one example. There's numerous examples. Uh, I, I mentioned that if it doesn't, if we can't uh, attract the, the activity, it goes to a completely another compu- community. There are lots of examples of that. Um, uh, recently, uh, uh, we lost the bid for the Canadian Chamber of Commerce Convention didn't have the facilities. Um, uh, There's another one uh, that just escapes me. Uh, My favorite from an agricultural standpoint is our inability to ever host the annual Alberta Cattle Feeders Association convention. Um, There's people in the room that can correct me on the numbers, but I believe 38% of the cattle on feed in the province of Alberta are on feed south of the number one highway, and we cannot... Host the is it higher than thirty eight? More than thirty eight percent forty it's it's forty eight then. Yeah, and and we the Alberta Cattle Feeders Convention is held in Red Deer because we don't have the facilities. So there's another example. Oh, Red Deer among other places. I think a couple of years they had it in Banff. All, just, just once they had it in Banff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Rudy, one more question for me. Uh, could you explain uh, your your partnership or uh, rental agreement with the bullies and the uh, and the racetrack? Because that uh, obviously limits your uh, amount of space that you would be able to develop uh, further.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And our board of directors is is uh, seriously undertaking those conversations now um, because you're absolutely right. It, it takes a, a fairly significant portion of our property to support the live racing component of our business case. And this development uh, allows uh, for that to continue, at least for the time being. Um, We've entered into conversations with Rocky Mountain Turf Club. They've leased our facility here for a number of years um, before my time. I think it's around 1997 when they started to utilize our facilities. Um, our conversations with uh, Rocky Mountain Turf Club to date have not necessarily been with respect to their intentions, but to get a an understanding of what the horse race industry in Alberta is looking like and how it's moving forward. As an outsider looking in, you can all probably appreciate that it appears that the horse race industry is starting to consolidate itself along the number two highway between Calgary and Edmonton. So that's what we see as an outsider looking in. So Um, that would put um, Lethbridge outside of that realm, and it would put the live race facilities at Grand Prairie outside of that realm. We're trying to assess what exactly that means on a go-forward basis with respect to Horse Racing Alberta, their future, their business plan. Uh, I think uh, at face value, Rocky Mountain Turf Club has expressed an interest in continuing their operation, but I think that that would ultimately be based on uh, what the temperature is with respect to Horse Race Alberta's business case. Translation? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what happens to the farmers' market eventually?
2: The the farmers' market is one of the most important events that we produce uh, from a lot of perspectives uh, in. Uh, one in terms of our connection to primary production agriculture. Uh, the market gardening industry is one of the fastest-growing components of agriculture uh, in the province. Uh, it's a great uh, attractor of people to our site. Uh, it supports a lot of activity around the park. It's a great event that it spans throughout the course of the entire summer. One of the things uh, we, if you go back to the conversation about um uh, the existing facilities and what hap- happens with them moving forward. There's a short period of time where we can we could consider uh, a dedicated farmers market facility that would allow it to continue to grow and allow us to continue to have conversations that we've had for probably uh, in excess of five years about the appetite and the support for a potential full year-round market at uh, Lethbridge. So that's definitely on our radar screen. I hope that answers your question in a positive way and you weren't somebody that was actually hoping it would go away, and that's why you asked the question, because it's not going anywhere. Actually, I, I would submit um, uh, to you folks that I would, uh, I would believe that we've got one of the strongest farmers market programs in the province, and uh, it continues to grow, absolutely. A very good program for us, and it's a, it, it's a great relationship with primary production agriculture. We got them all. Okay, I will turn it back over to oh. oh. Knut. Oh. Oh. We're not done with you yet. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm. I'm just wondering about uh, the agricultural component to, to which is where it all started, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, agriculture is changing dramatically. Uh, with respect to equipment and all that kind of stuff and, and size of farms. and So do you think uh, your agricultural days, and it's it's usually in March, is it not? Uh, yep. you th- do you have any ideas about how that is going to change in the future? Because with less and less operators, uh, it may not be what it has been, let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, our Expo um, usually starts on the last Wednesday of February, so sometimes it leaks into March, sometimes it does not. Um, I'll I'll try to give you a quick um, look at the landscape of agricultural trade shows in Western Canada. We consider ourselves one of the four um, pillar agricultural trade shows uh, in terms of winter activity. Um, uh, one of the, one of them would be trade in red deer. The other one would be the crop production show in Saskatoon in January. Um, that would be followed by the, uh, trade show in uh, Brandon, Manitoba. And then of course ours here at the end of February, Ag Expo. Uh, of those four pillar winter agricultural trade shows, we are the smallest square footage wise. Uh, we recognize that. Um, but, um, uh, this, this allows us an opportunity to address some of that. One of the other things, uh, you saw it in the earlier photos when Mike Wachterall was up here, we do have a climate advantage that Saskatoon and Brandon and Red Deer do not have. And, and so our 250,000 square foot um, machinery row outside is something that we're allowed to do to represent our program that they're not. So square footage-wise, they've got way more indoor. Uh, comparatively, in terms of overall size, we're probably comparable to the other ones. Canute uh, is right. There's a there's a continuing change in the marketplace. Um, it's the one program where uh, the attendance continues to go down, and that is absolutely no measure of success whatsoever, uh, or failure. Pardon me. Um, Uh, The agricultural population continues to decrease and they continue to be able to farm more and more acres per individual than they have before and feed more people per acre than they ever have before. So one of the things that that we measure is um, buying power. Of the four that I mentioned, we probably have the most buying power per person walk through the door of any agricultural trade show in Western Canada. Uh, That is one of our strengths. Uh, We are seeing a divergence, though, in some of the major companies. Um, uh, Some of the major companies are preferring to have a smaller exhibit at our trade show, and they will rent space at a different time and invite the producers that they wish to come and talk to. So that's a little bit of a change that we're starting to see um, that this type of a design certainly accommodates, that allows for that activity where they can have uh, training sessions and new equipment um, presentations, banquets, uh, uh, workshops, those sorts of things. So uh, that is potentially uh, the way that this this industry could be moving with respect to its service to the agriculture industry. But I don't have a crystal ball. um not yet um we're a little close to the airport we have a fairly significant height restriction in our drone activity on this site and And so uh, we can do indoor uh, recreational racing and those sorts of things, and, and a lot of our sister exhibitions are seeing a lot of that activity. We can do that indoors. but outdoors we're pretty limited here because of our proximity to the airport. You wouldn't think it would have an impact, but when you look at the seismic circles <laughs> that go out from the airport, we're within that what they consider reasonable proximity. So. <laughs>
0: All right, thanks everyone. I just wanted to thank you all for coming out today. And um, I was supposed to ask you guys or the speaker to formulate a take-home question, but instead, I I think um, we'd rather have invite you guys to the website. And the main the main idea here is to to get community support. Um, There are some forms there you can fill out. Right? Yeah, just head to exolution.ca and then (coughs) click on the
2: register tab. Um, We've wired it here so that basically, once you fill out the form, it will basically say that you support uh, exhibition park development project as a number one priority building in in Lethbridge. Uh, Once you hit submit, it will send it to our organization brass as well as uh, our city council as well. Perfect.
0: Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.